I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 40 today. Pretty good. We've covered a lot of ground, touched on a lot of different topics. We started with cell phones. Remember, I, I told you a story. I saw a car accident this morning. Yeah, the the the, the offender, the one who T-boned the other car, she would. I shouldn't have said she. He or she was holding a cell phone. <laughs> it was a she. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was t- luck. Luckily, I laugh now. Luckily, no one uh, was seriously injured. Everyone was uh, alert and awake when uh, paramedics arrived on the scene. But uh, it drew my attention again to a piece of legislation by Carol Spackman Moss, making it a primary offense to have your cell phone in hand while driving. Uh, I'm behind that now after what I witnessed this morning. Anyway, uh, from there, we made our way over to New Hampshire. We talked about some polygamy stuff with Senator Henderson. She's got a piece of legislation that would... It's interesting. It would lighten the penalty for engaging in bigamy, but it would enhance the penalty for abuses like uh, sexual abuse and uh, uh, welfare fraud and and certain things that sometime run rampant in these communities. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Again, a piece of polygamy legislation by Senator Henderson. Tim Quinn, uh, remember Tim Quinn? He's got that piece of legislation uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill, which would recall or allow for the recall of a United States senator. Now, the 17th Amendment pretty much guarantees there's not a chance that that makes, it way, makes its way through the legislature. But uh, I had an opportunity to talk to him about that as well as some tax legislation. And I asked him about this third bill he was running uh, where it would allow for senior citizens over the age of 72 to use their age as an exemption for service on jury duty. Now, I was being sarcastic and uh, the good representative, I hope, hope got a laugh out of it. But I pointed out that his legislation, that one on jury duty uh, deals with those 72 and older. Uh, Again, Tim Quinn being the one who has a piece of legislation that would allow for the recall of senators, uh, Mitt Romney, not not by name, but, you know, that's the connection that folks are drawing. Well, Mitt Romney is 72 and his uh, jury duty exemption legislation uh, allows for folks over 72 uh, to step away from jury duty. Anyway, uh, I'm rambling on now. What I want to talk about now is a topic that uh, you're going to have to... you're going to have to bear with me here. We haven't talked much sports here on this program, and we're going to jump headlong into a sports story that caught my attention over the weekend. I told you I was watching some football, uh, and you naturally said to yourselves, well, the Super Bowl was uh, forever ago. What are you doing watching football now? Well, this is Vince McMahon's new XFL. Uh, Vince McMahon of uh, World Wrestling fame. He, over the weekend, his league kicked off their efforts uh, playing a few XFL games. It's it's fun, and me, as not the greatest NFL fan, I thought it was an opportunity to uh, get with something from the very beginning, watch, just have a little bit of fun, get to know the players, uh, of which there are a number of Utah players. There are a number of Utah players now prof- playing professional football, not in the NFL, uh, but in the XFL, the Extreme Football League. And in studio right now, joining me is Mitch Harper to talk about this new league, talk about these games and specifically talk about uh, the Utah players who are uh, going through the professional paces there as XFL athletes. Sir, how you doing? 
Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Lee. I'm excited to ha- talk about this because, yeah, the XFL, the the new football league, I remember back in 2001 when it first started, it was a failed league after one year, but Vince McMahon trying to bring spring football back. He, uh, he put a $100 million into it way back in his first effort. This year, though, uh, $500 million. He uh, had made a commitment to fund the league himself for the next three or four years. So this is going to go on for a little while. This is worthy of paying attention right now if you're into football and you uh, didn't get enough in the regular NFL season. This weekend, there were a few games played. There were some Utahns uh, on the gridiron. Tell us about some of those Utahns and what they did. Yeah, one of the notable guys was Micah Hanneman, a former Lone Peak High School standout who went on to play at BYU. He also had a short stint last year with the uh, the, the the minor league or that uh, spring football league, the AAF, Salt Lake Stallions, that would try to give it a go. Last year, he's now uh, playing in the XFL, so he had some tackles. He played really well. And then also BYU wide receiver Colby Pearson, he actually had a touchdown reception for the New York squad. So, uh, so a lot of locals, 12 guys in total uh, from local Utah colleges playing in the XFL this spring. And, and who's our, who's the big guy? Who's the big Utah name? If we're if we're looking if we're casual observers and we want to just glom onto someone in root form because he's got the Utah connection, who who's going to give us the, the the most excitement to watch? You know, I think the big big name might be the one that I just mentioned, Colby Pearson, just because yeah. of the position being at wide receiver. Sure. Uh, he was someone that played pretty well at BYU because most of the guys from Utah that are in the XFL are, are linemen. I mean, hey, I don't know, Lee, if your audience is into watching linemen uh, <laughs> in the trenches battling every single day. So I, I would say. <laughs> Mostly the skill position guys, wide receiver guy like Colby Pearson would be the name to watch. Maybe Micah Hammond because of the local ties. He plays at safety uh, in the XFL as well. Help me with this. Uh, this is uh, more a geography question than a football question. I'm trying to decide which team I'm supposed to like the most right now. Uh, geographically, who's our who's our nearest team? Yeah, so it would be either the Seattle team, the Seattle Dragons, or the Los Angeles team. So those would be the two teams that are probably closest in terms of proxi- proximity here to Utah. Okay. And there are, there are, what, eight teams, Dallas Renegades, D.C. Defenders, uh, Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, uh, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks. What the heck is a Battlehawk? The Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and uh, on the XFL website, as I read the list of teams after the Tampa Bay Vipers, there's a blank spot that reads Team 9. Yes, yeah, Team 9 is a, is a team where they can like develop new guys, so if anyone gets injured, they can fill those spots with someone from Team 9. But I would say regionally, probably one of the Seattle or, or L.A. teams. The L.A.'s team actually has a former BYU coach in Norm Chow, who also coached at Utah as well back in the day, a Utah alum. He's the offensive coordinator for the L.A. team. You know about sports. You follow them pretty closely. You're an expert on these topics. Does Is this going to work? I think that it's going to work because you mentioned it earlier, because of the money. Vince McMahon is putting a lot of money into it, and I think that because of that alone, it's going to give uh, this league a potential opportunity to succeed because – Previous iterations of these spring football leagues, they just didn't have the cash flow. Vince sure. McMahon's got a ton of money to work with. I think because of that, I think it's going to give them an opportunity to have success maybe for a couple of years. If they can get past year three, then I think they could possibly be a minor league maybe to the NFL. Early on in this program, uh, about uh, three four weeks ago, we talked about uh, safety in football, uh, you know, you hear these stories about uh, CTE, and there was that documentary sure. that t- has made its way through. There was uh, the Will Smith movie. CTE is a big issue, uh, and there have been some 
rule changes in this XFL. Or when I say changes, I mean there are some rule differences between the XFL and the NFL. One of them uh, most notably has to do with the kickoff. Describe uh, the kickoff to us and why uh, its design was was undertaken with safety in mind. Yeah, the, the, the players usually think of kickoffs. There's that 30-yard kind of gap between you know the, the receiving team and the kicking team. So it brings on these, these head-on collisions in the NFL and college football. In the XFL, they're having the kick team and the receiving team line up five yards apart from each other. They wait until the the kick returner receives the ball, and then they start to you know kind of battle and collide there. But it prevents these these fast paced collisions from happening, where it just has these head rocking situations, where it's uh, leaving these players uh, severely injured potentially, and also bringing more excitement to the kick return game. Because anyone that watches an NFL or college football game, kick returns have been kind of non existent in football nowadays. So it's bringing that element as well, and it's making the game safer. I really liked it so far. I thought that was a nice change that the XFL is experimenting with. Mitch Harp with KSL Sports. I'm grateful to you for your insight. Thanks a lot. Hey, no uh, problem. Let's you and I get to be XFL buddies, okay? I wanna, I'm going to become I'm a fan. In. I might even get myself a, sh- a sweatshirt. I looked through the gear shop uh, last night. As soon as I pick a team to root for, uh, root for I might get myself some swag. Uh, Mitch Harper, uh, KSL Sports, joining us here in studio. Grateful to you, sir. Uh, next up, one last segment. We're talking to a new name here at KSL. It's Matt Gephardt. He's in studio next here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.